You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody welcome back again it is wednesday so you know we're dropping that heat aj black from lock on boston college joining the show today there's no better place to get all of your acc conference news than the locked on acc podcast hosted by me and my favorite co-host if you follow locked on acc on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts i promise you you're in for a good time aj aj thank you so much for joining me tonight hey candace it's great to be on it's uh we're getting one week closer. I'm going to say this every week. We're like one week closer to college football returning, and I am pumped. A hundred percent. 22 days out from college football. It doesn't feel real. I feel like a lot of things are happening in the world in general, and we're just like, oh, yeah, college football. Let's just do it. And the more I saw a post today from Carolina talking about another sold-out game, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're just yep. going to keep rolling as if we don't have like a colossal thing. It's like that. Uh, picture or that meme of that uh, dog sitting around the fireplace like everything's fine it's fine you know yep. like, <laughs> everything's going ablaze but we're just rolling with it it's cool so we are rolling through the show talking about coach Bowden again and uh, some olympic moments and people that want to highlight any shout outs from aj and then we're going to surprise you guys towards the end a segment that aj will be bringing us this fall during football season that we're excited to talk about so we'll get into all of that today let's start so with Coach Bowden, we know we have been highlighting and giving all the love and praise to Coach Bowden for his incredible you know, time with Florida State, but not only what he meant to the world of college football. You heard yesterday JJ talking about Coach Cutcliffe and his stories. And of course, Coach Cut had that story about his uncle playing with you know, Coach Bowden. And of course, you know, it was very on brand. So please share your thoughts, you know, anything that you would think be so meaningful for our guests to hear. So, you know, Bobby Bowden was a, obviously he's a tremendous head coach and he, his legacy that he left on college football is uh, so great. And, you know, you learn so much about him. You know, I am, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm not, but <laughs> you know, um, when BC joined uh, the ACC, Bowden was only there for about four or five years uh, with Florida State. And it was kind of, you know, his tail end, he was getting ready to retire. Um, so, I, you know, when I talked about Bowden on my show yesterday, I had to do some research. I was like, you know, I know the stories about him. I just wanted to get more info. But the one story that really stuck out to me and it was like, wow, that's the character of a guy that's the leader was his story about when he was with West Virginia back before he was with Florida State. He was the head coach of the Mountaineers. And that was around the time when the Marshall plane crashed and he volunteered his team to play Marshall's final game with uh as west virginia west virginia wearing marshall's uniforms Mm -hmm. for them so that they could take the field wearing their uniforms and and support those players the ncaa never let them do it but it really kind of showed how you know how much bigger than the game bowden thought about you know where he was at and how empathetic and real he was as a coach 100 percent. that's an incredible story and yeah we've pretty much heard those resounding sentiments throughout the week. If you listen to any ACC network shows and watched any of their, they've been highlighting games. And I think one of the main things that, you know, he spoke to coach Manny Diaz comes to mind about how coach Bowden thought more about football. It's more than football, right? It's more than a game. It goes beyond just the X's and O's. Like you gotta, 
have something else beyond this because there is life after and who are you as a man and all of that good stuff. So it's always good to hear those stories, right? Right. And then on top, but then, I mean, you could talk about all the stories, you know, off the field and the, what makes him a man. And you hear all his, his former players, they're all, you know, singing his praises as they should. But then between, you know, between those uh, goalposts, yeah. you know, he took Florida State and made them a national brand. Right. And, you know, those 90s teams, that 90, 93 and 99 national championship teams, man, I remember as a kid watching some of those, some of those teams with Charlie Ward and some, you know, some, I think it was Peter Warwick was on one of those teams. And like, you knew every time that Florida State took the field with Bobby Bowden, that team was going to light you up for 40 points and you had to figure out a way to stop it. And many teams could never figure it out. A hundred percent. Reminding you guys that Coach Bowden had 377 career wins, second most in FBS history, a two-time national champion with Florida State, 32 bowl appearances and 21 bowl wins. So he definitely got it done on the field. And I would like, you know, just get your thoughts about Coach Norvell, right? And when you're talking about the FSU brand and who are you like putting, when you put your helmet on this season, I'm sure that he's instilling to those guys, like you've got to carry on this rich history and this rich tradition that comes before you. And I think hope, you know, we might see a shift in the Atlantic because people are playing with a little more pride over there in Tallahassee. Yeah. It was funny, Candace. Last week I was just on with you saying that I had uh, Florida state as my surprise team of the year this year. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I think it's because Norvell, I think he more than, Willie Taggart, obviously, who I didn't feel like was a good fit. Mm -hmm. And even more than Jimbo, I think Jimbo had his moments, but I feel like Norvell gets the culture, the culture that Bobby Bowden, you know, cemented there at Florida State. And really, you know, 2020 was such a disaster for the Seminoles that they just, you know, there was like, you know, player rebellions and sitting Mm -hmm. out and all this other stuff that they, you know, I think Norvell weeded all that out. He weeded out the guys that didn't want to be there and then got his, his dudes in there. And now he can set that culture, set Florida State back up where they're supposed to be and back to where Bobby Bowden brought them up to. And, you know, of all the coaches I've seen, Jimbo was a good coach. I think Norvell can get to that spot, too. And I'm interested to see, you know, as you said, in the next couple of years where he takes them, because his recruiting has already massively improved in the last year or so. A hundred percent. That'll definitely be something we keep our eyes on. And as again, we mentioned, it's 20 two days out from college football. And we know that you are going to be excited to bet on all of your favorite teams, especially ones in the ACC big matchups happening this fall. So we strongly encourage you to hit a bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Get all the latest news, odds and info for all of your sporting needs before then the season starts, make sure you head on, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for what should be a very exciting season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. I'm sitting here talking with AJ Black from Locked on Boston College, and we are going over um, good conversation around Coach Bowden. And I thought it was funny yesterday. We were talking about Bet Online. I have to mention JJ. Give him a shout out because he had me in tears in complete stitches talking about a bet where he believed that Shree Cooper, who currently plays for the Atlanta Hawks, <laughs> he wanted to see if Jalen Johnson, former Duke standout, would get a rap lyric about him now that he is in the league and wants to see one of the Atlanta rappers would give, drop him a shout out. So he was like, Bet Online, we need a futures bet on that bad boy. And so I'm like, AJ, you know, no pressure here, but towards the end of the show, if you think of a really unique 
futures bet that we could probably get down. I'm not going to be mad at. It. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I got I got one for you. There we go. So I, I've been thinking about this one for a while. So name, image, name, image and likeness is n- the new thing, right? Yeah. Zay Flowers just hired uh, Derek Kings and um, Mackenzie Milton's uh, dream mm-hmm. uh, firm to be, you know, to work with him. Right. Will Zay Flowers uh, run on Dunkin' Donuts by the end of this year? Will he become a spokesman for Dunks? <laughs> Up in Massachusetts, there's Dunkin' Donuts every corner. Right. And he flies. And their thing is America runs on Dunkin's and Zay Flowers flies. So I, I'm wondering, will Dunkin' Donuts hire Zay Flowers by the end of this year? Listen, your lips to God's ear. That, that's a good one. I like that. Yep. I like that yep. a lot. Listen, okay, Zay, if you're listening, go ahead and get that signed up there. But Switching gears, talking more about the Olympics. We know Olympic sports don't get a lot of love all the time, but being an Olympic year, we would be remiss if we did not give any love to our Olympians, 121 of them holding it down over there from the ACC in Tokyo. But I would love to know your thoughts. You know, were there any sports that you really get into during the Olympic year that you don't normally get to follow? Were there any sports that you saw that now you're like, listen, I have to kind of continue following maybe in their off Olympic years and I'm going to kind of keep up until we get to Paris. Hey, I love the Olympics. Yeah. I don't, I know the, the uh, ratings were plummeting this year, but I, I, every night, like I would go down here, I would record my locked on Boston college podcast around like eight o'clock, finish editing, go upstairs. And my wife and I would watch about two hours of Olympics every night. I didn't care what was on. I would watch anything <laughs> that was on there. And I just find it, I found it fascinating. So the sports I really, really got into Swimming, I loved watching those some of those swimming uh, um, yeah. matches or swimming you know competitions that they had. This uh, th- that kid from Florida, um, totally Caleb blank. Dressel, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's a beast. That kid had shoulders that uh, yeah, his shoulder he could play a be a tight end somewhere. For sure. Yeah, um, so I love the swimming, and um, I did. I I'm not a big gymnastics person. That was not like my wife is big into that. I just could, couldn't get into that. Um, but I like soccer, you know, so I watched a lot of women's soccer and, and BC had their, their lone Olympic player uh, for the team USA, Christy Mewis, who was on the women's soccer team and they ended up with bronze. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's hard because Tokyo, like the time difference was rough, right? Because you wake yeah. up and you would see how things were actually going to turn out, but then you had to watch it at night as if you're like, Oh, I don't know what the result's going to be, but yeah. I think overall it was a good experience. I, also would love to know your thoughts. You know, you're talking about your wife, like liking gymnastics and the whole Simone Biles thing. I think that to me was probably the most fascinating because as an Olympic athlete, you know, that's, you know, for me, seeing people make it to that level, that's the dream. That's the Mecca and to not compete. There's so many like nuanced conversations, of course, that they can't be had on social media, but just, you know, okay, you love to get here. And then you get here, you're like, actually, I can't. I'm like, whoo, I can't imagine being in that space yeah i mean i couldn't either and i you know you learn a lot like listening to what people had to say uh you know the 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 athletes themselves i don't yeah you know talking heads can say whatever they want and some of them were brutal to her and i thought that was incredibly unfair um but you know the stuff about the twisty i think it was called twisties right Mm -hmm. and like that was such something you know i'm not a gymnast i'm obviously not a gymnast to hear about that and how important that is and how uh, like impactful that can be to a, a gymnast that like, if you lose your time and space to where you're at and you just can't, you could get really hurt. Yeah. And to, to hear Biles really kind of get sunk into that, that like, you know, she was in a mental health state where she just mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, doing what she could do 
you know, you felt for her because you knew how hard it was. And in the end, it didn't really matter because she didn't like, even if she performed, I, I believe I read that she wouldn't even like, they wouldn't have been able to make where, you know, the next, I think they ended up with silver. They weren't going to take out Russia. Um, but um, you know, you feel for people because you hear about, you know, you want to see them all succeed. You want to see them all do well, but then you see like all the amount, you don't see the amount of pressure these people put on themselves, the amount of training, the amount of sacrifice they give. And then for some people, it just, it's too much. And it's, it stinks that it was for Biles because she was the, the she's like the face of, you know, the U S team, like of all sports. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm glad to see that she ended up with what was it a bronze at the end on mm-hmm. the bar. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, I, I think, I think she'll, I think she'll still survive and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about her as one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. A hundred percent. I, for me, it was just, again, it's such a different conversation when you kind of get the new different point of view from the Olympic athletes. Cause we talk about mental health. We've talked a lot about that in, you know, with the pro athletes and Kevin Love and Mar DeRozan and, you know, everyone getting that space. And of course, when it comes to finances, it's easier to like get yourself to kind of help. But when you're an Olympic athlete trying to barely like, you know, you eat rice and beans because you're trying to make practices because you can't, you know, get wealth of money. I can only imagine the kind of angst and anxiety to get on the world stage and try to be like the number one person. And then for her sake, literally the face of a sport, like no pressure, <laughs> just yeah. have to be that face for everything. So it's, it's good conversations to have though. Cause I think a lot of people were so used to seeing athletes as machines. And of course, when we get to Olympians, someone brought up the great point on Twitter. Like we really should have a regular person that like has to compete alongside these Olympians. So we just see how incredible they are, right? Because I, I can watch Sydney McLaughlin run and use the hurdles doing the 400 meter hurdles. And I'm like, oh yeah, like if I had to, I could like run over it, but then probably not as well. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like a humbling experience to watch them do that stuff. So I saw, and I have a question for you, Candice, and I'm yeah. going to put it on you. I saw a, a question on Twitter that I thought was really interesting. If you had three years to train, and you could win a million dollars if you do it. All you have to do is win bronze. What Olympic event would you train for? Oh, God. Easily, like, any swimming event for me personally, just from, because I know that's, like, I, yeah. could be a, I could be a fish. But if you just, I, I was actually, that's so funny you asked that. You asked me that. Because I'm, today I'm thinking, like, you know, if my only thing in life to do <laughs> was just to train and, like, be hardcore, I could totally do that. Like, Back when I was in my 20s and I was like, I want to have a life. I want to adult. Like, okay, I don't want to do all like this adulting training stuff. You know, I was a little angst about it. Now I'm like, damn, if all I had to do was wake up and work out a couple of times and then go home and sit all day, I think I can make that roll. <laughs> 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 like being an adult, 10 out of 10 don't recommend zero stars on Yelp. Like, go, let's try it again. If Olympic sport was adulting, like I would never win anything. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be honest there but i'm sure somebody can feel me in that regard so that's just my own little three cents but i'm so glad that you know at the end of the day again we've had we got to see some great athletes a lot of people from the olympics i got if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode we definitely had a lot of love for duke basketball and i can't believe i spoke so highly of it but you know it's that is what it is we're going to shift gears and i'm gonna keep talking about basketball because unfortunately you know boston college don't have much and that's okay Right. Boston College can hang their hat on the high part of football this season. AJ is going to tell us about his amazing new segment that he has this fall coming for us. But first, you guys know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors. And I'm here to tell you that if you have not yet tried it, AJ can testify 
that built bars he is bought in he's a super big fan so. oh my god oh my goodness <laughs> let me give me i gotta cut in on this ad talk about built bars because i talk about it on my podcast all the time i have in my my garage two boxes of the grasshopper cookies i yeah. have the birthday cake and coconut almond and i they have the new rocky road coming out soon Ooh. i cannot wait to try them out they're delicious they don't taste like any other protein bar i've ever had there you go and listen my favorite flavors have to be the mint brownie double chocolate anything with chocolate you pretty much have me sold but if you have not yet tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box for you two of the each nine of the nine flavors they've got most of everything you need from a health conscious standpoint 17 grams of protein only 130 calories listen four grams of sugar you cannot beat it order yours today get that raspberry mint brownie or whatever you like you go to locked on go to billbar.com use lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your first order again that's billbar.com promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off your first order we are going to remind you guys that football season is 22 days away. We've got a lot of good things to talk about here. We know that ACC football is going to be pretty much center stage, right? We have a lot of conversations around Clemson, Carolina, Miami, Boston College, Florida State. A lot of teams are trying to find their way to the top. And of course, we wouldn't be right if we didn't have some sort of segment that breaks it down who is going to kind of move up in the ranks and who is looking a little low so please aj talk to us about what you're going to be bringing to us this fall oh so i can't wait so on my site bcbulletin.com i have kicked off and i'm going to bring it to locked on acc my acc power rankings basically once every week i'm going to go through the acc and rank from one to 14 the acc teams and give you reasons why i put them where i put them so I kicked it off today on my okay. site. So if you go to bcbulletin.com, you can find my preseason rankings. And I got, I did, I'll go over really quick. No, I'm, I'm sure you can all guess who number one is because they're not moving anywhere for a while. And that's Clemson. And then it goes all the way down. And then I kind of had, I actually flipped them in my brain. Number 14 originally for me was going to be Syracuse. Okay. And then I was like, oh, you know, they might be able to figure it out this year. And then I moved Duke to 14. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> and so those are my, my and you can find in between and, and what i what i love about this right now basically from two to 12 you could argue till your face goes blue who goes where because you could say virginia tech could be as high as four you could say that virginia tech is as low as 10 you could you could argue everything but you could hear why i decided for each one where they go and as the week progresses and, and you watch the games and I'll be watching all of them because during Saturdays, during football season, I am like glued to TVs to watch <laughs> these games. And that's like my it drives my wife crazy because I don't do anything else. And if it's not on my TV, I'm walking around chasing kids around with the games on my phone. And uh, but you're going to get some insider information and, and it'll give you a, a, a perspective of what the ACC looks like. Absolutely. And I think that's exactly what we need, especially in the midweek, right? Because everyone's Still, you know, coming off of that Monday where we're still angry or happy about our wins. Tuesday, maybe the dust is settling. You figure out where my team is sitting. But Wednesday, all right, this is what we got to know because we got to head into the weekend either hyped up or we're figuring out where our certain teams are. So I really appreciate this kind of segment because I think for me personally, if I don't hear some positivity from Carolina being in the top five every single week, we're going to have a conversation today, John. No <laughs> <laughs> they're not going anywhere right now. Uh, they're my number two. So they're right um, now. But, you know, it, again, everyone's hype on them. I'm just saying. In hey, course, if they go, Kansas, if they go eight and four and uh, Miami uh, goes ahead of them and maybe BC and UNC go ahead. 
You don't know where they can get. What if Pitt jumps him? Who knows? Listen, it's the coastal. So when you say Pitt, it's like not like, oh, shock. Like it very much could happen, right? Yeah. So I think about Coach Narduzzi and the way he was getting hyped. Like I said over and over, Georgia Tech, Coach Collins. A lot of people put too much into 2020. And I don't think enough grace was extended to a lot of these programs. And of course, you know, we all were just trying to figure out life. But a lot of people survived 2020 in terms of their programs where they got through and they just like barely scraped by. And then there's some programs who were like good. Like they didn't really have a lot of sitting out, a lot of opt outs, all that kind of stuff. I think Carolina was in a lot of that boat. They were very blessed, not really have a lot of those, you know, major players sit out of competition throughout the season. But, you know, there are some situations where I look at Georgia Tech and I look at Boston College where there's this craziness. Like, how do you, I'm just, I'm happy for them that they're still, you know, surviving on to the next one. So to sit there and look at 2021 now, there is so much that you can't even, I, I wish I could call it and be like, oh yeah, Clemson. You just really never know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's the fun thing about thinking about this season is you get to see like the teams actually get the proper training, the proper weight, mm-hmm. strength and conditioning and, and, and installation of all that playbook. So they're going to be, you know, some of the, this pre, last year was a total crapshoot. Yeah. And, to, and I think now you're going to see where teams actually are and see like, Hey, maybe Boston college is good. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. Right, right. And I think that's going to be a big, uh, it's going to be the, the fun of this college season, I think. Yeah, and I think I know a lot of coaches were, you know, given there were some coaches that were given the act last season, but a lot of coaches are currently on the hot seat. And I think, you know, putting ranking guys like Coach Babers at the bottom and Coach Cliff may retire and all of that stuff. I think that, you know, 2020 paid, played a big factor, but maybe we also see the resiliency of some of these coaches this season. Maybe some of them keep their jobs and have a lot to do, have a lot of um, promise coming out of this year. So it's a lot of factors that are definitely going to have. Yeah. I mean, the one name I keep looking at is Justin Fuente. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. last year was a mess, but maybe it was because of COVID stuff. Maybe this year he figures it all out. Who knows? But, you know, I don't know. (laughs) There was a lot of hot mess over there. Oh, yeah. In uh, Blacksburg. But we will certainly get excited about football season. AJ, it's always fun. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work. Yeah, you can check me out on Locked On Boston College. Uh, I'm the host there. You can find that on Twitter at Locked On BC. I'm on YouTube now, so you can find Locked On BC on YouTube. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. I got the blue check mark today. I was really pumped about that. Ooh, there you uh, go. Um, so I've been waiting for that for a while. So I'm officially verified on Twitter. So you can easily find me there. Uh, you can also find my work at bcbulletin.com. And uh, my my site is at Bulletin BC. Make sure you follow us on all the social medias. That's hype. Now you know that you're officially getting all of your Boston College news from a verified expert. So people really love these blue checks for whatever reason. People oh, are yeah. feeling they, they respect people more. With the blue check, I will say there are haters though, because I like to put one comment. This is an aside, and I know we're supposed to be wrapping up the show, but whatever. So there's always those guys who, of course, when you're a female, they want to go harder for you. I made some comment. I don't even remember what it was about. I think it was probably like PB and J, right? Someone was like, "See, why does she even have her blue check? She doesn't even need a blue check because she talked about peanut butter and jelly." And I'm like, "Really? Like, are we really doing this? Like, people 
go into these fake burners accounts and be like, oh, you don't deserve a blue check because you made a comment or you had a statement. Like, I guess, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. I'm fine. And that's okay. Cause guess what? They're not taking my blue check anytime soon. Okay. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what I woke up to this morning, Cass, before I even got the blue check mark, I, we talked about it on the podcast last week, my, my vision of ACC realignment. Yeah. I kind of tweaked it a little bit this week. And I talked about why BC doesn't need West Virginia. And I got on every single social media platform, this one guy, and you could see, because on Twitter, you could see when a guy creates his account, yeah. he created every account that he had on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just to tell me how wrong I was. And that he just, he blasted the same comments to me. I'm like, dude, you really took that much time to create an account just to you. tell me off. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, I, I pray that you find some more things to do with your life. Right? Like, For I'm real. like, and, and the poor dude doesn't know that really I saw it and went mute and then moved on with my life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really what it is. Well, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And final reminder that, if again, if you want to get in on the betting action, we are going to, of course, highlight shows that we have here, part of our network betting on the ACC. Doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, they'll get you right with daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. For Candace Cooper and AJ Black, until next time. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 